Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Gradient Podcast. As always, I'm one third of your host, Evan, and join me with me today, as always as well, is... Another one third who is slowly getting tired of this intro segment. What is it? 17 times we've done this now, maybe more. Uh, Jaden. And I'm the one who's hysterical about our last blooper reel that we cannot, in fact, show you. Armand. Got a little, do a little bit of a little foreshadowing there. Sprinkle it in there. I don't know if we'll have enough bloopers. We're pretty we're pretty good at our jobs. Um, I don't know if we'll have enough bloopers to get a reel. It might just be a blooper clip. And I don't know if that's really worth the effort at that point. So, Yeah, sometimes it's just a little bit too, like... uh, a little too raunchy. <laughs> yeah. Props to Evan on that one, though. Yeah. Really, really... Um... Very witty mind. Yeah, um, I don't know how he does it. Speaking of wit... Speaking of wit... There, there was a rocket that kind of hit the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Impeccable trenches as always, Armand. So, yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit unfamiliar with the specific details of this uh, incident. I can but, pull it up for us. I mean, uh, would you like me to clarify? I mean, from what I from what I recall, a Chinese rocket that was launched years ago, right, mm-hmm. uh, came back to Earth. That came back into, Earth, into Earth's orbit. And fell into, I believe it was like some kind of ocean. I don't, middle I don't of the ocean. Know. Yeah, it's the middle of the ocean. Yeah, the specifics aren't specifically important, but um, what the sort of context of it was is that we didn't have tracking over the rocket, so there was like an unpredictable chance of whether it can hit a civilized area or the middle of the ocean, which was very anxiety anxiety riddling for some. And for some methods to cope with that, go watch their mental health episode. You're really efficient for these uh, plugs, but a little bit of context to the rocket itself is um, it was launched on April 29th and friction... Okay, so yeah, it was launched on April 29th and friction caused the rocket um, to kind of just start to lose altitude and into what is known as an uncontrolled re-entry. And, you know, for a couple days, people were concerned that a large Chinese rocket would just kind of fall into their home. You would have gotten, I think it was $30 million for it, but um, still still definitely something to be worried about, you know, still. Um, but yeah, it was the 29th, it was actually launched, and it was just a failed launch attempt that ended up um, bringing the rocket back into orbit, and it just kind of spun around until it eventually fell into the Indian Ocean. Mm. I think... So this is the first rocket crash in six months that we can't blame on Elon Musk. And we know that because he was on SNL last night, two nights ago. Uh, Armand back uh, again, stealing SNL jokes. Really a classic at this point. Just a gradient I staple. Mean, just, just, just yeah, just uh, the gradient staple here. Armand's mo is just stealing SNL jokes. But I think there was um, there was some um, like they they released some charts or like maps of uh, like estimated areas as to where the rocket can land. I think actually one of the estimated areas was pretty close to where we are. Um, it's like a, I think it was I think a it was large like, circle. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a it was a pretty large area that it could hit, but it was pretty close to where. Like we're uh, located, so it was a little bit nerve-wracking. Like that, we could be quite close to a, a giant rocket just hitting us like a meteor. Um, but luckily, though, it's kind of in the middle of the ocean. It wasn't really much of a concern for us. Yeah, there. Do you think if it happened to? Do you think if it happened to hit like a civilized area, um, the the United States government would take military action on the nation that set the rocket into orbit? No, I I think. I mean, 
military action would be unnecessary if it was just I think some conflict would have to happen. There would be, there'd there definitely would be, be reprimands or like there'd be some like repri there'd be reprimands or maybe even like um like like reparations for the damages from, from China. Maybe a tariff, who knows? But like I don't I wouldn't expect like a full on conflict to evolve from like an accident like this. Yeah, I would. Well, I mean, let's say hypothetically it hit like New York City, Times Square, and decimated the population there. There'd have to be like it, it's very situational, but it was a possibility. I I genuinely think. On the dipl uh, diplomatic standpoint, I think going to war for something like this is never going to be the right option, right? Um, well, not war or any any Just type of military conflict. <laughs> Okay, we're not. Let's. We here at the Gradient Podcast don't condone uh, the forceful sending of rockets to other nations or other groups of people around the world. Um, uh, if you want to do something like that, we'd highly recommend against it. But even still, um, no, I, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying, like the, the, the specific send another rocket was a joke. But I, I do think that there'd not... be a section of the United States population who'd expect some sort of. Uh, like significant rep reprimand if it happened to hit um, a populated area. I don't know where the circle was, but if it hit a Los Angeles, if it hit a New York, if it hit like a Dallas, I don't know the population areas, but uh, there'd have to be. No, there wouldn't I have think, to be. I think there at most, at most, there'd be like, and most there would be like 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 like, uh, like reparations mm -hmm. for it. Like they would like they would have to have global China tariffs. or like whatever you know company like like company that launched the rocket. Like they'd have to be like they'd have to pay for it or something like that but there wouldn't be any like serious like conflicts because this is i mean it would have been this is i mean we're, t we're discussing com a completely hypothetical but it would have been just like a just a, a freak accident there was no ill intent or like malicious implication there that's what the media wants you to think exactly yeah we I'm here just, I'm just, radiant I'm just, podcast I'm, we have a different line of thinking i'm a i'm a puppet for the media uh, whoops oopsie daisy <laughs> I, but like I said um, when I was explaining the context for the rocket, um, I think that there was some sort of report that China would be willing to pay like thirty million dollars per person. Um, I I wouldn't quote me on those numbers because I tried to find you know the exact source for that, but I couldn't find it. But there was some sort of um, idea being thrown around that China would pay like some amount of money per person, like if it did affect them. And I think something like that would be you know. A decent type of reparation, right? Because if it were to hit, like for example, like you said, a Times Square area, just just on, if it were just by chance going to hit, you know, like a hundred people, under the number like thirty million dollars per person, China would be forced to pay three billion dollars, which again isn't really a lot in terms of you know how much money you know global superpowers have, but I still think that would be like the best approach that the united states could take to respond to something like that but we have to ask the question what if it, you know this rocket were to not even hit the united states but it's hit like another country in the world who may not who like if it were to hit what, what's the country if it were to hit guatemala right <laughs> if the rocket were to hit joyous. thank you i just thought of the, the first country that came to mind if the rocket were to hit guatemala do we think that a country like guatemala would have that same sort of like you know authority to say hey china like you need to do this well but you said a lot of stuff let's backtrack a little bit right you talked about uh 30 million dollars per person my first thought does the number fluctuate depending on how important this person is let's say it hit lebron james right 
I think LeBron is worth more than $30 million. Think about what he does for <laughs> the entertainment industry in America. He's worth it's not worth it's a lot more than thirty million dollars. But if, if you were to hit average Joe who who lives in um, New York It's um, it, 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 is, it's takes like these, which is why you'd only be paid a dollar if it hit you, Armand. <laughs> this is this is the most convoluted, completely like out of nowhere thought experiment I think I've heard in a long time. Where we're trying Who do you think to would get paid the most money from China if we were to get hit by an We're trying to evaluate someone's worth morally. Like this is yeah, this morally, is like such a like wacky this is a, it's such a wackadoo thought experiment. But... No, like financially. Like LeBron James makes or like generates the nation more than thirty million dollars in terms of him playing basketball, him selling his sneak like it started as a joke, but, like, I'm genuinely thinking now, right? I mean, yeah, there's, like, there's some moral discussion to have over, like, the fiscal worth of someone if they were to die who would get paid out or whatnot. Like, I, I am, it's understandable. You make it sound like it's will. No, like... Well, you, like, you know what I mean, where it's, like, if, if someone were to... If, if something... If we already had, like, if someone was were to die and there was already a plan to pay out a certain amount of money would that amount of money be changed if they if depending on the value of the person it's like it's a i guess it's an interesting thought experiment to to engage in but for the most part i think it's just kind of like uh, everyone has equal worth or that everyone has worth depending on how much they give in society there's a whole discussion to have there but i really don't well, think this is, I, I think i don't, I don't think James really has befitting. more worth than a random person like I mean, the guy's career is almost over. I mean, he's not that. He's not that. He's not that much worth left in him. Fair enough. Let's move on. Guadalupe. Guatemala. Think of the tribute of Guadalupe. Guacamole. After after taking the A push exam, all we know is the treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. That is it. Used to finish the railroad system in the United States. That's for you guys as DBQs, by the way. Get those extra outside information points let's say it hit guatemala right um let's think what's the leadership of guatemala like evan off the top of your head off the top oh, of your no. head i didn't expect it listen i've been studying for ap lang not not like trivia <laughs> guatemala <laughs> i've been studying for ap lang not ap guatemala you don't no. have your ap guatemala test oh no um i okay so off the top of my head i cannot tell you the the, the political landscape of guatemala um but what i can tell you is that but i think your worth I mean, would be morally lower because you are unable to do i think i think well china the whole 30 million dollars person that was offered by china correct like that was the chinese that was that was like the i can't find you know like i try i did a quick google search it's not thorough at all but i couldn't find like the exact uh cite, citation for like 30 million dollars but from what i know of what people were saying about it it was yes china has offered like that amount of money yeah so it wouldn't necessarily be part of like a certain country's bargaining power like they, would, they, they, they wouldn't have chips on the table it'd just be like china's like oh yeah we messed up here's like a certain amount of like reparations for the damages that we caused I don't think I don't think it really changed depending on the leadership of a country, like how much stake they have in the political landscape, or sorry, the global political landscape. Well, I mean, if it was one of their like rivals, enemies, they'd be like, yeah. I mean, if it was like like Russia, or no, no, what's 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 what Chinese like? What's 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 a Chinese political rival? South Korea. Uh, no, uh, I guess like I guess Hong like Hong Kong. Like, North, right? No, I guess like um, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Taiwan, right? Like like Taiwan. 
Yeah, if, if you're trying to Taiwan. Taiwan, Taiwanese people, yeah. China would just be like, yeah. Well, I mean, hey. that, that's actually a difficult estimation because Taiwan, I guess, because it's geographically like, close. To well, China. no, it's because it's 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 still considered like China still considers it part of their own country, so it would it would be like hitting their own country. Um, yep. Yeah. We went from AP U.S. history to AP Guatemala, now to AP China. And <laughs> AP Global Economics, Global Politics. So from let's go to AP Calculus. No, uh, no. What do you guys think? From AP nope. Calculus, let's go to AP Celebrities Running for Political Office in United the United States of America. That is, that is the new topic that <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Well, so Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor in California. Matthew Mc. Uh, McConaughey is running for, I believe, the governor of Texas, right? I don't know if it's governor, but I know he's running for an office in mm -hmm. Texas. Can someone fact check that? Angela, Jane, you want to take, take a quick look see at that one? Yeah, I can do that. But um, I'd, but I'd misspell McConaughey. He is running for, yeah, governor. It is governor. Governor. Um, governor. All right, I, all right, I, all right. I think it's interesting t that we are at a age in politics where politics is so divided, so there, there's so little unity in politics, there's so little of, you know, I don't want to say a narrative, but a direction in many cases that people who are just popular for things not even related to politics people who are popular for just their careers in like an industry right are running for election elections and it's not being considered like a joke like the con i i think a great example is um in 2020 i don't think anyone really took kanye seriously as you know this is you know someone who stands a chance this is someone who you know i believe will be a good president but can you say the same for, you know, the actors and the celebrities who are running for office now, right? Like, I think, for example, Caitlyn Jenner and Matthew McConaughey, I, I'm, I'm... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know too dead. much about, you know, their political backgrounds. I'll give you another opportunity in a second. Or month. I don't know too much about their political backgrounds, but just in terms of, you know, their history and politics, you'd have to assume that they are going to lack these sort of qualifications. And for people like Caitlyn Jenner and Matthew McConaughey to, you know, be running for uh, governor, I think it's a all big... All right, all right, all right. You're so late on that. It's a big question mark. It's a big question it's mark. Is a, it, he's bad ping. It's just a ping diff. Uh, well, like, to seriously answer your question, I don't think it's a an inquiry of political division. I think it's been an inquiry of um, a lack of respect for political office in more recent times than um, in the past. Because w when the nation was first developed, the consideration of being like holding political office was something of such pristine value that only the most like dis just... distinguished individuals would even bother like running as like running as candidates, right? But I. Uh, I think it has to do with celebrities almost getting smarter in the sense where I don't know if smarter is the right word, but hear me out. They're they're more clever. They know they're more aware of the influence that they have, and they're become like adamant to the idea of just getting more and more and more. Right? Mm -hmm. Once you have a taste of this this famousness, that wasn't a word. Fame. Just um, fame. Just fame. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's like a substance. It's addictive, right? 
and I'll give an analogy, right? So when I guess stocks were more popularized in the United States for like teens and stuff with Robin Hood, um, they got aware of the fact that they can influence the industry and they renovated the GME stock. And I think like, obviously it's a loose analogy because it's the economy and politics, but do you see, sort of see where I'm getting at where these individuals who know that they can have impact on this field actually do what they want to have their impact on the field? Well, I want to provide some historical context, get, you know, get the H on my hippos here. Um, this is by no means the first time we've seen celebrities, I mean, even in California, run for governor. Uh, I mean, obviously we had Reagan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, both were over the officials in California and both rose Actors, to yeah. fame with with their acting careers and obviously reagan one of uh the most like i like i mean he the 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 degree to which he won the popular vote is has yet to be unmatched only by like george washington has didn't even seems like even like stanza unanimous uh, election yeah, get I mean, your outside information yeah reagan really uh, kind of swept the floor with that election there was it 1980 no i'm not I, my dates are not too correct I, I just don't know yeah um but yeah so obviously like you know reagan's obviously is probably like the biggest example of like a successful political career started by a celebrity um, but I think, I mean, I think we're just kind of be generally trending towards celebrities getting more politically involved. I mean, we saw like Taylor Swift had a whole like vote action campaign. Uh, and it's I mean, not always a bad thing by any means. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like we're painting this in sort of a negative light. People are advocating becoming more involved, but there's always those outliers who I'm going to run for president, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and like we had, we had our whole previous episode about the, like the Academy Awards and like those are getting a lot more politicized lately. I think back, like, I think, I think the, the, our last the big turning point. Yeah, I think the big turning point was obviously like like the election of President Trump. That really was what kind of got celebrities more involved with the political sphere and got them more involved with like their acceptance speeches, citing political rhetoric and whatnot. So I think that's kind of like the general trend we've been seeing. And I mean, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Caitlyn Jenner, you you can say all right, all right, all right. They right. go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not entirely sure how qualified they are. I mean, they're not. Um, you know. They're not like, qualified. At, at the same degree, like I'm not sure how qualified Reagan was when he was elected as governor, and yet here he is. Here we are looking back at him as as like one of the most. I mean, I won't say accomplished, but like one of the most like prominent presidents in our, in, in modern history. I That's mean, definitely a good point. Yeah, you have like here. Here's my question, right? In terms of how we view political office in America, that's definitely changed over the past couple of years like that. The standard that we hold these people to and the standard that, you know, is reflected by the people who actually hold the office. Do you think that in the future there might be a world where that standard actually goes up instead of down? I think so. I mean, you have your, your dips um, in any field, right? It's not just a, in a linear progression. We're thinking so one-dimensional if we think about that. Um, all throughout history, there's been conflicts and then um, like tensions between various parties as we see now, and they've gone down and they've gone up and they've gone down and they've gone up. Um, it, it's, it, it fluctuates. And um, I, I don't think there's a sign that it's gonna come back to a normal presidency anytime soon, but uh, I, I'm hopeful if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's definitely. I'm. I. I hope for the same thing, right? I feel like we've reached a point where American politics has kind of reached this like blurred line, where you know, I what was it like our past two episodes were both like you know different things where you know 
um, politician does this, politician does this bad thing, what does this mean for, you know, the state of his, state of, like, you know, the office that they hold, right? I think that it, it, I think with time, hopefully we do see more, I want to say unity, I, th I think what we, what needs to kind of happen is you have to have that kind of unity between political parties, right? So parties can create an identity for themselves. And once they have an identity and there's less, you know, disagreement within a party, I think that's, you know, the the, the, the need and what's going to cause, you know, the standard for people in political office to increase. We need a second era of good feelings is what I'm understanding <laughs> from the time. I don't think that was... I don't think that was the most politically diverse uh, era by any means. I mean, he's really coming at me with just the a push after a push. Yeah, after I mean, all this, all this a push talk. I mean, obviously we. Yeah. I, mean, I, I As you can tell, we're an exam week. Um, yeah, I, I have yet to actually take the a push exam. My mind's not until I'm taking the online ones. Mine's not until. I haven't taken Monday. it either. I just yeah. started studying. I took it. Uh -huh. it. It was it was easy. <laughs> to so say wait. The least. Um, can I touch back on the specifics of the individuals you're talking about, Caitlyn Jenner and? Um, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, so, I mean, you can. It's a weird for us to talk about something like that on an A-Push podcast, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, what's most ironic to me is that um, Caitlyn Jenner is very outspoken about her beliefs that transgender athletes should not be allowed to play in women's sports. Um, can we remember, Caitlyn used to be an Olympian. <laughs> she was? She opened the door for transgender individuals to a wide range of societal things and then shut it right after she walked through it. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's, that's a pretty fair, like, analogy. I mean, uh, she obviously, like, she 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 was yet to transition when she was an Olympian. Um, but, I mean, she's competed in, like, women's golf tournaments. I mean, there's a little, there's a, there's a, a line of hypocrisy there where, yeah. you know, as, as Ramon said, like, you know, she was seen as, like, this this prominent figure of the of the transgender community, someone who can you know, really like show like you know how you know they're on equal footing, and yet once she kind of like spat in the face of that, and just to kind of like I guess I'm not sure exactly how to like end this statement, but like she really kind of like went against that uh, that, that rhetoric to status you know, quo of that just just to benefit herself, to be honest. Right. Yeah. And I, I she's just an odd individual to me because I I know for a fact she identifies as a Republican, um, and it's just that party, like, I don't want to diss any party, but I know that the Democrats advocate in favor of transgender individuals more so than the Republican Party, or they have um, favorable policy towards uh, people in that community. And the fact that she has the platform to sort of be um, like a, a bridge between the ostracized individuals by society and, like, I guess better recognition because people are still ostracized for their identity in that sense. Yet she doesn't use her abilities for the benefit of that is kind of unsettling to me. I think unsettling is the right word. I mean, I don't think anyone can like oppose the fact that she has like, you know, a differing opinion than what yeah. you might expect. But it's definitely, you know, as I would assume that, you know, as someone who kind of, you might say, lives through the experience of, you know, we're going to call like an oppressed group of people or like a marginalized group group of people. I think it's it's unsettling when that person kind of 
tends to go against the the more progressive norm, which is like trying to kind of stop these like systematic oppression against that you know group of people. Which I I think that's like an understanding thing to say, right? Understandable thing to say. Um, I in the thing is. What are the odds that she's elected? And like, we're talking about California here, who, even though you know it's understated how large of you know a conservative population there is in California, it's still very much just a largely blue state. And I don't know. I just don't see something like that really even happening. I, I genuinely don't think she'll get elected. But if she had identified as a Democrat, I think there'd be a higher possibility. I mean, I mean, obviously, with like California being uh, like a blue state, prominently yeah. blue state. I mean, one of the bluer states we have in this country. It's like a shoe in for liberal candidates yeah, in the election. It really is, and like there really hasn't been much representation from the Republican side in California for quite a while. I mean, obviously, in the, in the House there is, like the, in, in the more northern districts, but up, you know, for in terms of like Senate and governor, it's really just strictly been Cal uh, Democrats for quite a long time now there really isn't has there really hasn't been much in terms of republican representation for the more you know broader aspects of california um but i so like if caitlin jenner were to run as a democrat i mean i think she would stand a, a, a high a higher chance i'm not sure if she still would have won against the incumbent who his name is something my matter right now I, I i know he's had some issues in the past like governor, I, I, governor newsom yeah yeah he's, he's currently being recalled i believe mm -hmm. um which is a whole other topic you why uh, I, I think it's. I'm not entirely. I don't remember entirely, honestly. Um, it's, it's, it's a whole other topic to discuss later on, if we ever do cover that. Um, but yeah, so like, I'm not even sure how well she would fare against the incumbent as a Democrat, let alone you know trying to run as a Republican in a such a predominantly blue state such as California. I mean, I think it's a interesting attempt, but I think I mean honestly, between the two that we're discussing right now, Kevin Jader and Matthew McConaughey. I think, that, I think Matthew McConaughey has, has an all right, all right, all right chance of being governor. God, that joke was terrible. Uh, I forced that so hard, right. but I'm proud of that one. <laughs> um, but if you were in the situation of these individuals who became slowly aware of the fact that you can use your incredible social influence to gain political recognition and gain office, I can't blame them as much for going for these roles, right? I think it's stupid. But if I was in their shoes, would I do something different? I'd have to think about it. Um, I mean, and to put it in perspective, once the Gradient Podcast hits its billionth subscriber, we should run for an oligarchy presidency. Gradient versus the world. <laughs> We're going to revolutionize American democracy and completely change it from the inside out. I mean, we'll amend the Constitution. I, I think that if if normal people now were in the same like you know just the everyday the average Joe that China would pay thirty million dollars to or less according to Armand, um, if if that type of person was you know became a celebrity, I don't think they would do what you know Caitlyn Jenner and Matthew McConaughey are going to do. But I think that the celebrities that like you know we have now. I disagree. I because I, I, I think the celebrities we have now, the narrative surrounding celebrities like as they grew in popularity and grew in fame has really just been like they can do whatever they want. And I don't know if that narrative is really gonna you know transition to just um, your average Joe like you know getting a level of fame. I I, I couldn't see. Well, I don't like... think it's a matter of. Go ahead. Yeah. I I don't think it's just 
an average show getting famous and then doing something. I think it's people who are famous understanding that they have the influence to do more than what they're already doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's what I'm talking about, you know, now with, like, the celebrities who are doing it. But, like, you're talking about, you know, um, I forgot what your specific statement was, but it was something along the lines of, you know... I said if you were, like, if you were Caitlyn Jenner, if you mm -hmm. guys just switched minds, it was, like, your, your mind in her status, like, her as a person. I hate that reference. <laughs> very, very strange uh an analogy to be uh, to be using here. Not even analogy. Right? I, I got like scenario, um, yeah. But I think I think the point is still like clear, right? Yeah. She has the power to do more, and so many people in like the film industry and like famous people do have the influence to do more than just their acting stuff that they're doing. And there's gonna be the few individuals who're like, you know what? I can be more famous, more powerful, get more money. So that's what I'm gonna do. I think. If Meryl Streep ran for a position, I think she'd honestly win. I mean, like, obviously, like, it depends on, like, who she's running against, whatever, but Meryl Streep has been politically, has had a, a voice in politics for a, a little bit now. And with how popular she is as an actress, I mean, one of the most accomplished actresses of all, actresses of all time, I think she could exactly. have a chance. You know, I mean, so that poses that the there. question what celebrity would you want as president assuming they what all celebrity? have this the president's best what's the what's the objectively best choice for a celebrity as president okay That's, um i, I, I mean, know the answer i'll answer last i know the answer currently living i, I know who my answer is i know who my answer is currently living we'll start with evan here because I, I i think my answer is, is put me on that, that much better last. than both of you guys like i don't know what I, you guys are gonna say i know the but... answer i'm last listen oh, okay listen. i am one who tends to overthink things so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm really i'm really in the in the dome here trying to figure this one out we'll put you on the lightning round five four Jeez. first name three two one adam sandler adam sandler I, adam I sandler like uh i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> I I think just, you remember remember his speech where he's just like to these days these people will be remembered as the bleeps who lost to adam bleeping sandler <laughs> i think i think he, he i think he's smarter than he looks i think he's a very nuanced suave and intelligent man but he puts he, he portrays himself as a as a, as a, as a schmo but he's actually like a, like, a, like a genius, I guarantee it. I, I, it's not a bad show. I, I, I personally, if we're only, talking about... <laughs> only uh, a genius kid, right? The Thanksgiving song. <laughs> if we're talking about presidents, <laughs> right? I, th I think Adam Sandler is more of, you know, a gov more of a governor type beat, if you're asking me. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think the objectively best answer for a celebrity who would be the best president. And I think Evan take my answer. could see this coming. But it has to be. It absolutely has to be Trevor Noah. There's, there's no one it could Wrong. be other than Trevor Noah. I have never met someone. It's Terry Crews. Ter it's Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews giving gives me more Speaker of the House type 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 vibes. He's more. Of a, I mean, no. Nah, I mean, Terry Crews. He did play the president in um. Oh, what was the movie called? The president. Oh, it's completely blanking on me. Let's see. It was, it was the White House down, right? Or was that the other Idiocracy. No, was... Yes, yes. Um, Idiocracy. Well, yeah, Idiocracy. That was that was that was a fun movie. I was I was far off. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't a serious <laughs> role. It was he. It was it was a it was a comical role. Um, but yeah, so like I mean, Terry Crews. I mean, I guess he's acting experience as a president, although that wasn't necessarily the most 
uh, qualified. I mean, the, the whole point of that character in that movie was that well, he wasn't qualified like, to be president. I mean, I was class well, president like in seventh grade, so I don't know. Role as, if we're considering like acting as a president to be like qualifications in this in this hypothetical, Martin Sheen would just Harrison Ford. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, I mean, Armand has no idea who that guy is, and neither do I. <laughs> um, Dan Day Lewis. He's just, he's just Abraham Lincoln. You don't know who Martin Sheen is? No. He was president in The West Wing. Yeah, Dead Bartlett. The West Wing. What? He's got the West, the Wing? West oh Wing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Rob Lowe. Oh, oh Lord. I, I, get, I guess it Christian, is. Christian uh, Bradford. That's Bradley, Bradley Whitford. I, I, I don't know the Bradley actors Whit besides Bradley Rob Whitford. Lowe and Martin Sheen. Okay, but 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 let us know in the comments, right? Who who is right? Um, here, let me rephrase that. Let us know in the comments why I am right and why uh, Trevor Noah would be the best presidential celebrity Trevor Noah right. gives me more compared to Adam Sandler. Vibes. I don't know about politics. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Trevor, Trevor Noah seems like he good, should like, have a talk show. He would be a good, like, um, what's the, what's the, who? Press secretary? Like, like, press secretary. Like, he'd be, he'd be a good, like, press secretary at most. No, we're taking it to the top. So funny. We're taking it to the top. But again, yeah, let us know in the comments. Adam Sandler, Trevor Noah... Or who did you say, Armand? Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah. Which which one is most fit to be president? And as you're doing that, we will move on to our last topic for this episode, which is just to talk about reopening. You know what we're looking forward to um, as we kind of get into. What did you, you just point to? Mm, oh no! I just wanted to quickly mention that Adam Sandler would probably be the first Jewish president because there's it's never going to happen. Unfortunate. <sighs> Man. Man. Sucks to be us. <laughs> so, moving on. Um, reopening, right? I think the first thing that comes to mind, you know, when it comes to reopening is for a lot of students specifically, I know that, you know, online school has had a toll on them. I know not being able to see friends has had a toll on them. And I think, you know, uh, like Armand referenced our mental health episode, you know, earlier in the episode, when we talked to... Um, the psychologist on that episode, she definitely. What's your name, Jada? I actually do remember her name. Um, Doctor Mary Alvord. Mary oh. Alvord, yes. I, I these kids both just had it on their computer. The computer. I did not. I did not. Mary I was Alvord. trying to remember since I said it the last time, and I finally did. Yeah, but but when we talked to Doctor Alvord, Our right? Job, bro. Um, I I think you know she was a big supporter in the idea that you know the isolation that came with quarantine for both school and you know social things hurt teens mental health and that you know once that goes away i think it's definitely going to be a good thing i mean yeah I, I think you know once we're uh back to a level of normalcy people will start to feel mentally better i mean waiting for my florida homestand Please, I want to see, I want to see the the audience go wild once I get to three k. But that's, <laughs> there's there's a very small percentage of our audience who understood any of that, any of those references. And I, to those out there, uh, go watch our our episode with Uber. Um, <laughs> but um, back to what I was saying, though. I mean, I think you know once we get to a level of normalcy, you know, obviously, it's it's kind of I think I think it's I think it's a little understated how kind of tra like traumatic this whole experience has been. Uh, with quarantine, so once we're back to no longer having to continuously experience that drama, just I think overall, like the the level of mental health will just kind of gradually increase and steadily increase. I think. Well, w when does this period like mark end, right? Because slowly and slowly we we'll progress towards normalcy. When when is the specific threshold to where we can say 
we're back to normal relief is I think there, right? they're saying 70, 75% of people yeah. need to be vaccinated for us to have herd immunity. And I think the, it was, um, the, 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 the schedule, like not scheduled date, but like the anticipated date was, I believe July 4th is when most adults should be vaccinated. So I assume sometime around then is when we can kind of expect to get back into normalcy. But I'm gonna, you know, still pose the question, right? I explain, you know, what I'm looking forward to when it comes to uh, reopening. Evan, what, what are you looking forward to, you know, when all this is finally over? I mean, I'm with you on this one. I mean, a Florida homestand would be a great, but honestly, as someone who very much enjoys music, I mean, I wear band shirts literally every episode. That's all I have true. in my wardrobe. Um, that in like club shirts. Um, I, I mean, I'm just looking forward to getting concerts. I mean, we don't usually get concerts down where we are, um, just because there's kind of like stop at Atlanta, and that's kind of like the, the farthest they go, unfortunately. They have them in Miami. I'm, I'm sure you're sure. Yeah, like Miami. Sometimes in like Fort Lauderdale, they have a concert, like with at, 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 like the PBT Center or whatever. Yeah. They don't. You know, they don't tend to come here too often, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I think once we get, I mean, as someone who's a uh, very much uh, enjoys music. <laughs> I would, I would definitely looking forward to uh, getting some, to getting to actually go to a concert. I, I, I know um, Evan's music taste. You know him and I. Right before this episode, we were listening to so many different songs, and honestly, <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen someone have such good music taste in my entire life. But um, Armand, <laughs> they won't get the joke. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They don't need to understand. They don't need to understand. Armand, okay. What are you looking forward to once we, you know, we can reopen and get back into, you know, the normal routine? If you can't tell by the three people over there, Who, I am a that? massive. It is well, me, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. I am a massive Hockey? Miami sports fan. I cannot oh, wait to go back to the stadiums and see my homeboy Tua Tagovailoa throw some touchdowns to Jalen Waddle and my new homie Tyler Hero. The greatest basketball player in the history of athletics play some ball in I can, person. I can speak three languages, and none of those helped me understand what you just said. <laughs> none of them. Zero. Well, you should go back to episode with Keith Sims and reevaluate your choices. Two for yeah. two. See, I think I think there you see a pretty good. Uh, I, I think with with the you get a pretty good understanding of where interests lie. Myself with with music, Armand with sports, Jaden. With esports, uh, with myself too. I, I have one well. more. Um, I'm looking forward to when we can finally have our live episodes That's of the Guardian podcast. Oh, All yeah. Of us together in one facility. It's been it's been so long since we've been in person that I completely forgot that this was intended to be an in person recording. Originally, yeah. I, com I, I completely forgot that was that was the original plan was for That's us to be true. recording in person. In the in the summer, here, here here's what we can do. In the summer, you know, as soon as like you know, school stuff is over and we're kind of more free, we can arrange a date. You know, get get our first in person we episode going. Yeah. yeah, I I gotta make a new OBSUI, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, we'll get worries. it done. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. Yeah, it, yeah. It well, will be spectacular. When That's have we talks. ever procrastinated on the Gradient Podcast? Literally zero times. We have like a hundred percent track record. We all. I'm like a Re week late. Area. I'm a week late on releasing an episode. I gotta get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Remember Jeez. when we had an episode every two months when that dude was in already? <laughs> <laughs> to be I'm fair, gonna bring that one back in June. Speaking of procrastination, Evan, what homework do you have after this? That's due tomorrow. Oh, oh we're not gonna talk about that. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no need to bring that one up. 
no, yeah no no need no need to bring that one up but something that i think definitely does need to be brought up is on the end of another gradient podcast episode if you guys can tell um we just had fun with this one you know talked about all the important topics in our lives but it's a good feeling for us knowing that we're this close to you know the end of school uh this close to just the freedom to make more episodes the time to make more episodes just the end of an era if you will and we're so glad for everyone you know for sticking with us this entire time the ups uh, you know, Uber, Especially the Downs, international folk. the international folk, honestly, they're, they're, every, every time I check our demographics, there's just a new country pops up and I couldn't be more happy and I couldn't be more proud to call them a member of the Gradient family. So thank you so much. The Grady Bunch. The, that, that has never been condoned by me, never will be condoned by me, but... Well, the thing is about the country is that in all likelihood it's just something using VPN. Um, but we can we can we can dream. Yeah, we can dream. We, we we definitely whoa, can whoa, dream. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What what is a VPN? Uh, what's it stand for? Virtual private network, I think, something or right. something like that. Our, I mean, really we're not sponsored by Nord. Yeah. Yeah. yet yet exactly. This video has been brought to you by Nord VPN. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legend. Oh, look at this! Look at this! Hold on, let's let's look. Um, Yes, it could be a VPN, but just going off of the statistics, we're gonna we're gonna leak some gradient demographics. So ninety six percent of our audience um, on our non YouTube platforms are gonna come from the United States, but one percent from Argentina, one percent from Germany, one percent from Ireland, one percent from Singapore, one percent from Jamaica, and one percent from Kuwait. Now it's less than one percent for a couple of those, so that's why the math isn't gonna add up necessarily. But I. <laughs> You definitely can get the point. Um, but if you want to join the Gradient community, make sure to follow us on social media, on our Instagram and Twitter, at Gradient Podcast. You can follow our Facebook, at GradPod, our subreddit, at r slash Gradient Podcast. We it's, still have subreddit. There are still no posts. I haven't checked the subreddit. Honestly, there might be something. Uh, we might there just could be. be. I mean, this, could, this, this the subreddit could be blown up. We, we, we just have no idea. We just, yeah, a little bit. Uh, check it out if you want to. r slash Gradient Podcast. I don't know how Reddit works. <laughs> It's, it's fine. It's free karma. Free. That's all you need to know. Free karma. Free karma. Free karma. So, yeah, just another episode I'm happy, you know, to produce. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. This was... Thank you, Evan and Armand, for, you know, being here um, the second day after asking, even though I was the one late the first day. Um, so, yeah, just thank you so much for watching. I'm Jaden. I'm Evan. And I am your favorite host of the Gradient Podcast objectively armand mm -hmm. objectively signing out Obje objectively it's this type of ego that people like matthew mcconaughey have when it comes to running for office <laughs> all right all right all right